I'm recording live from the kitchen, which is why it sounds like shit, because it always sounds like shit in here, because it's a big cavernous room. Uh, the place I used to do the podcast, I didn't call it my studio, because, well, that's just, I don't have a studio. I have one microphone and a laptop computer, and that does not a studio make. Okay? So that is now the baby's room, and uh, there's no baby yet. Everybody calm down. Everybody calm right down. I think we're 34 weeks along. Uh, Sarah is not well. Um, <laughs> she's not in dire straits or anything, but she's uh, feeling, feeling the pregnancy pretty roughly. She had back problems before, so now her back hurts, her hips hurt. Uh, her feet are quite swollen. And every morning I have to wait for her to sit down and spread her legs so that I can put her beige compression stockings on. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, this pregnancy has been everything I thought it would be and more. And she's suffering from horrible, horrible insomnia. Like, there are nights where she's up every hour on the hour. And I remember that, too. And it's something to do with pregnancy. Maybe something like there's a fucking human being in you that punches and kicks you in the middle of the night or you have to pee all the time. But I remember the 3 o'clock in the morning insomnia. And it was brutal. You get up, you go take a piss, you lay down, and you just like, okay. So I guess I'm up now. Uh, this is fun. Really like this a lot. And it's just like that. And some people say that perhaps it's your body's way of preparing you for never fucking sleeping or being able to comb your hair or getting, getting up with the baby all the time. And to that I say, fuck you, body. Because don't you want that last little stretch of going without sleep for months and months and months to just be like awesome like you just lay your head down and it's just like a ah, and off you go just dead asleep until the alarm wakes you up like that's what you should have instead it's just brutal insomnia and you know praying for death because I mean it's funny how your body prepares your brain for functioning on no sleep but your va vagina doesn't go around hammering itself with a battering ram to prepare it nope we still don't know what the sex is either Cunt. Sorry. I know I use that word very freely and I don't care. I'm taking it back. I also use the word fag all the time and I don't feel bad about it. And I'm not technically a fag. I'm a dyke. But I use the word fag a lot and I don't feel bad about it. So fuck you. Uh, what was I going to tell you about? I had a plan. I had a plan. Oh, so I've done my own super sleuthing. And I remember being a kid, if someone was pregnant, you'd lay them down on a couch. Okay. And you make the sign of the cross. Okay. Step one. Step two, you put a ring on a string. Okay, all right, you following me here? You following me here? Okay, so the patient is laying down, belly up. And you hang the string over the belly, okay? All right, so I hung it over Sarah's belly. And she looked at me like she doesn't, like she never really wanted anyone who would challenge her intellectually, but I feel like lately I've crossed that line into Forrest Gump territory. Like I feel like I could retread tires, but that's about it. So she gave me that, that look. And uh, so I'm holding it. And it starts swinging in more of a linear fashion as opposed to circular. And I was like, I wonder what that means. So I looked it up. And if you go by the internet, which who doesn't? You know, I mean, you can swear by the internet. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just got to be true. Am I right? Okay. This is my new voice now. I seem to be doing this a lot in my private life as well. Even when I'm not on a podcast. <laughs> 
right, linear fashion, Googled it, boy. Okay, so let's do the math, okay? The ESL ultrasound tech guy, when we went to go find out uh, what Sarah's demon, well, Sarah's demon child, my demon child in Sarah's body, uh, and he said, he, and now, okay, that, I know what you're saying, he could just always say he. Maybe the ultrasound tech just always says he, because he looked to be, you know, some kind of Indian, and maybe he just assumes that all babies should be born male. Racist. Okay, calm the fuck down. This is not the place for you if you're already calling me a racist. That was nothing. And uh, now I've done my own scientific research here, and I've come to the conclusion as well that it's a boy. So it's settled. It's a boy. Uh, okay, and if it's a girl, don't get me wrong. I love girls. I'm a little, I'm a little confused about how to change a girl's... Uh, Diaper, because like there's a lot of folds there. It's a lot of internal versus the external. Like shit balls suck, but there's a lot of folds, and I'm confused. Like I'm just confused. Like what do I do? How do you get in there? I I'm gonna need to take a class for that too. Which is funny, because when I first found out I was pregnant, I'm like, I have to have a girl. I have to have a girl. I want to have a girl. I want to have a girl. And then lo and behold, I had a boy, and now all I want is another boy. Because I get it. I don't know. I am a boy. The only thing I'm missing is the parts. Uh, speaking of my boy, my 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 only boy right now. Um, him and I sat down and we did Malcolm's Greatest Hits, okay? So I had a bunch of audio and uh, clips and stuff. So I played them and we talked together. It was, it was pretty cute. Uh, it's, it's hard to work with a child though. I mean, I didn't know which of us had a shorter attention span. So that will be a Mother's Day special coming out probably on Sunday for Mother's Day or other Mother's Day. I'm wearing my number one dad shirt right now. I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of that means. Okay, the other thing I want to talk to you about really, really briefly is iTunes reviews. And I don't usually read iTunes reviews because it's kind of like narcissistic, I know. But this whole thing is narcissistic, I know. So I'm just gonna read this one because I thought it was really funny and I don't usually read it and I won't mention any names, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. Okay, so this is from uh, Like Shipwrecks, okay? And it's really, I okay. <clears throat> Pardon me, okay. It's called, I tried, I really tried, five stars. Okay, except nothing less, okay? So Sandra's sweet, sultry voice has been pleasuring our ears for the last, oh, about two weeks, I think. And it's taken me this long to figure out how to leave a freaking review. Technology is hard. This podcast is fantastic. I spent about a week flipping through podcast after podcast of boring, annoying, whiny lesbians. Amen, sister trying to find something to entertain me. I now have change of address playing constantly. I'm trying to catch up to more recent shows. Uh, that's not what that said at all. I just, <clears throat> pardon me. Let's start that over. I'm trying to catch up to the more recent ones. And if you don't believe that I have it playing constantly, here's a funny story for you. A couple of nights ago, I finished washing my face while the podcast was playing, casually walked into the bedroom where my girlfriend was laying in bed preparing for sleep, got in bed and she gives me this death stare. Knives came out of her eyeballs and she said, look, I let you bring her to dinner. I let you bring her on errands in the car. I let you take her into the shower with you. You're not bringing her to bed. And I just thought it would be a funny thing to try. Something new, something we've never done before. You know, I tried. Huh? Hey, that's, a, you know what? That's schooling all you bitches because, um, actually, you know what? I've gotten three iTunes reviews in a couple weeks, which I feel is Great, and they're all American, so if you're wondering where my heart lies, sorry Canadians, you drop the fucking ball. Okay, it's over, Let's, we're breaking up. I feel like a lot of, I have a lot of other things to tell you, but before I get on to some bullshit 
crazy nonsense. Uh, I went Android for a little and they say once you go Android, you never go back. Mm, we'll have to talk about that in a little while. Okay, I want to get out some segments. That is why I'm here. Because although I do care about you very much, people go to all the trouble to record segments and then I just, I don't know, do exhausting manual labor and uh, I'm too tired to do a show when I have time and now I have time. So I'm sorry if you send stuff in. I have it. It's here. You're next. I've got Brit today and I've got uh, Rose. Okay. And how have you liked uh, Rose's individual show? Standalone, it's called. I think it's great. I think it's great because she can talk as long as she wants. We're all going to be entertained. Even more glorious, wonderful content on this feed, which I love. Okay. If anybody wants to do their own show, as long as you're not more racist than I am. Wow. I, uh, yeah, not more racist than I am. Yeah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. You can have your own show is what I'm trying to say. I just have to stop for a second. And uh, th I'm so sorry about the first half of the show. It sounds like total shit. But you know what? Whatever. It's podcasting. It's supposed to sound like shit. It's what it's here for. Okay. All right. Hang on a second. Here's Brit. And uh, the title of Brit's segment is uh, something something marriage. So let's, let's see what the what that's about if you okay hold on <laughs> okay okay what's the hardest part to eat on a vegetable the wheelchair <laughs> oh that's a good one sorry uh my girlfriend hates that joke um okay hey sandra it's brit um so my girlfriend is mad at me for two reasons. The first reason being that I bought a shirt a couple weeks ago from this website called tshirthell.com. If you've never been there, you should go. Unless you're easily offended, then I wouldn't go to that website. But they have a lot of like really like hilarious shirts um some of them are really really bad um like there's one that says music in a minor and it's a child that has like a flute up their vagina um yeah but they have a, like they have other ones like there's uh one with a a giant marshmallow that has put humans on a stick and is holding them over the fire cooking them stuff like that um they even have um baby shirts sandra so maybe you can get one without sarah knowing and i don't know they they have one that shows like a womb and then there's like a baby and then like a twin or whatever and it says i ate my twin in the womb which is kind of funny but anyway i got this shirt that says, I like my women like I like my coffee, ground up and in the freezer, <laughs> and I fucking love it, but yeah, uh, my girlfriend is really upset that I bought it, and she said that I'm not allowed to wear it out anywhere, but we'll see about that. Um, okay, the second reason that she is angry with me uh, we were out with some friends, hanging out, blah, blah, blah. Um, most of them are married. So naturally, the conversation went to, you know, oh, when are you guys going to get married and have babies and sh all that shit? And um, 
uh, well, Lonnie and I have like had this conversation sort of a little bit because I don't want to get married at all, not at all. And I really don't want to have children. I really don't. And Lonnie really wants children and she really wants to get married. So of course that whole conversation started a fight and everyone was just like, Brittany, why don't you, oh, why don't you just get married? I'm name dropping like a bitch. Anyway, why don't you just get married? Like, what's the big deal? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, should I really have to do something that like I don't want to do with my life? I mean, I understand, you know, I don't want her to like wake up one day and feel like she's wasted her life and doesn't like, you know, just hates where everything's gone. And I don't want to wake up like getting married and wake up one day and be like, this is not what I want for my life, which I already know is not what I want. And like, does that make me a selfish person? Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm allowed to have opinions and feelings and, um, you know, I, I mean, and I, I mean, I know I am selfish because that's one of the reasons I don't want to have children. I don't want to spend 18 probably plus years taking care of another person. That's, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to take care of myself and my woman and that be that. And I have plenty of time to change my mind. I mean, I'm 25, okay? I, I have plenty of time. And and my girlfriend feels like that she needs to, like, be pregnant within the next four years or that's it. Her, like, time clock is out. And I just think that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, they're... I don't know. I also have a strong opinion on adopting because I, I don't know I mean I, I understand like wanting to have someone who's your blood and who you know you can be like oh they have your eyes and, and all that stuff but there's so many kids in the foster care system who need homes that I feel like it would it's a better idea to adopt I mean so yeah I mean obviously I've thought about this and everything but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to worry about another human being. I don't want to have to worry about fucking them up. I don't, I just, I don't want to worry about it. And everyone seems to think that I should just suck it up and get married and just fucking deal with it. So, I I don't know. So, Sandra, like, I want your, your honest opinion. Like, is my relationship doomed? <laughs> like, is there an expiration date on this relationship because we want such different things? I mean, I know there probably is, but I'm one of those people who's not going to worry about it until the time comes. And my girlfriend's the complete opposite. She's going to worry about it forever. And I don't know. I don't know what to do. I think it's stupid anyway, but... Okay, that's my little rant um, about marriage and everything. Um, Okay, and you were talking about in your last podcast, you know, 
Canada's better than America and all that stuff, which could be true. I don't have anything against Canada. I love you guys. I can't wait to come visit sometime, preferably not in the winter, but that, that would be cool. Um, but America, like, fucking hates you guys, and I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why there's so much... I don't know, hostility there, but I was um, at my dad's, and my little niece is three, and she was watching some weird child show, like Doc McStuffins or something like that, and they were talking shit about Canada, and it's like, like, no wonder, like, America hates you guys, like, we're taught that at a super young age, I don't even remember what the cartoon said, but they said something real shady about Canadians, and I thought it was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I just, I thought I would share that with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Uh, any, any, any advice would, would help you being the older, wiser lesbian. Um, I just want your honest opinion. So, okay, well, hopefully everything's going good and I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. All right, Brit, listen. I don't know why I find your voice so funny. I just always do, and it always makes me laugh. Okay, let's focus. Americans versus Canada. Easy stuff first. We kicked your ass in 1812, and you're probably still pretty fucking mad about it. I don't get it. I think Americans think we're country bumpkins up here. All we are is your hat. America's hat. And that's cool. You know, if you ask, I think Canadians know we're just so inundated with your media, because our media sucks. Okay, I don't know if you've ever watched Canadian television or Canadian movies. I, I saw a guy on Twitter. Okay, I hated um, True Detective Season 2. And there's a comedian on Twitter that said True Detective Season 2 was like watching the Canadian version of True Detective Season 1. And that's exactly what it is like. Like, we just have really shitty TV. Outside of Degrassi and the Ready or Not TV show that was... Uh, kind of like about tween girls growing into teenagers and one of them, I swear to God, was a lesbian and she looked and dressed just like me. And then all of a sudden she grew out of her tomboy phase and I was so upset. Turns out the chick that played Busy Ramon is in fact a lesbian in real life. So my gaydar started even then. What is the point? Anyway, America, Canada, here's the thing. We have better everything except weather than you guys. And I like paying a lot of taxes and I like knowing if I need a surgery or if I have to go to the hospital. Yes, I may, I may wait a while. I'm going to wait. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. I will wait, but I'm going to be treated. I'm going to be taken care of. No one is going to send me home on a ventilator or with like open gaping sores or like how they do on my 600 pound life where they have all these tubes draining shit out of people's bodies. Like we don't get sent home like that. We get to stay which is kind of nice, so whatever. You guys can hate us if you want. I just feel that every American I've ever met knows absolutely nothing about Canada. Like nothing. Like you say you're from Winnipeg and they're like, oh yeah, 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 is that, is that close to Toronto? Yes, very close. We're like right on top, yeah, okay, yeah. But I know the capital cities of quite a few states. I don't think I could pick all the states out of a map, but I know quite a few. Like, if you tell me a city, I could, you know, name the state it's in, probably. But you guys know nothing because you're just fucking blind. Okay, whoa, what's going on here? Most of my listeners are American. 68%. This is not a wise choice. Don't go. I'm sorry. I do love you. I do. 
I really do. Fuck you, Canada. Canada leaves no iTunes reviews. I take it all back. Now, here comes the tricky part. You don't have to suck it up and change who you are, okay? But this is a Dan Savage thing. He always says, the price of admission. So when you date someone, and like in my case, I don't have a high standard of cleanliness, and that's Sarah's price of admission. Do you want to be with a, a good-looking, charming, famous rather rotund woman or do you want to be with someone else who's really clean and fucking boring right price of admission now your price of admission is you don't want to get married and you don't want to have kids and it seems to me that's very important to your girlfriend to get married and have kids now these are very important fundamental building blocks of a relationship you're young though and when i was 26 i knew i wanted to be a parent i've always known i wanted to be a parent i didn't always know i wanted that kid to potentially come out of my vagina. Thank God my kid has a huge head and had to be born via C-section, okay? But I've always known that. And I've seen in the past, you know, different relationships where one wants to have kids and the other doesn't. But I personally feel, and you know what, take this all with a grain of salt because I don't know you and I don't know your girlfriend. I just know you're really funny and have a great voice. That's all I know about you, really. If you don't want to have kids and you are adamant you don't want to have kids and you've stated that you don't want to have kids and your girlfriend wants to have kids, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I'm going to venture a guess to say that those are, you know, kind of large problems and you're lesbians. So why you didn't discuss that after an hour of meeting and then the hour later you move in together, you could have saved yourself all this strife because if it's really important to you not to have kids, that's a huge issue. But if you're kind of like, you know, I just don't want to, eh. I remember you saying, I don't want to be responsible for any, for a person. And yeah, no one does. I didn't. I still don't want to be responsible. Like I am responsible for someone's asshole. Okay. Like I have to wipe someone else's asshole. And yeah, it sounds glorious. Okay. There's a lot of glory there, but it's true. But here, I'm going to tell you one thing. You're young. Okay. You may change your mind which could go in either direction. It could be that, hey, you know, yeah, I could go for wiping shit off some little kid's balls. I could, for sure I could. Or you could be like, hey, I'm a normal human being. The only shit I wanna wash off somebody else's asshole is my own. That's, that's okay too. I cannot offer you any advice because I'm severely underqualified, okay? I thought about it ruminated. I was like, hmm, what should I say? What should she... You don't need to hear it from me. I would suggest you talk to your girlfriend and you talk to yourself. Okay. Ask yourself, just get into a mirror. I want you to get into the bathroom. I want you to get into the mirror. I want you to get nose to nose with that mirror, like literally nose to nose and look yourself in the eye and ask yourself, do I want kids? Do I want kids? And it doesn't mean right now, and I'm gonna tell you, I didn't want kids. Like I did want a kid, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I was pregnant, it just was like, there's like, I felt the kicks and everything, but I was almost in this tremendous sense of denial and anxiety and what am I gonna do with this kid? When's this kid gonna come out? What am I supposed to do with it? Oh my God, it wants to put its mouth on my nipple? Ugh, you know, like it just was weird. It was fucking super weird. And then the kid is born and then it was like, click. It's like, I just shifted into mom mode and it kind of like, don't get me wrong, still a lot of anxiety, still stressed out, but Something clicked in and I was like, yes. Oh yes, this is like so fucking awesome. And that could happen for you, but the only one who can decide, okay, who, if you wanna have kids or not is you. It's up to you. 
And if you really, really don't want them, you really need to communicate that to your significant other, okay? But I am not good at this shit. I'm not, I'm barely surviving. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. I just knew I've always wanted to have kids. And when I first met someone, I did date one girl who didn't want to have kids. And I gotta tell you, there's a woman thing in me that clicked and I was like, I could change her mind. Cause I was probably about 25 then, which is probably close to the age you are now. We didn't end up together, mostly because I'm a cheating piece of shit, but um, it didn't work out. And in my brain, I kind of had it set that it wasn't going to work out because she didn't want kids and I did. And that, that's a deal breaker for me personally. But I think you should talk to your girlfriend. Maybe, maybe there's a father in you, you know? Maybe, it could be, but I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you. I've seen it work in both ways. And you know what? As, as someone who's expecting a baby that's not currently in my body, yeah, I'm kind of stressed out about it. I'm a little bit anxious about it. What's it gonna be like, you know? Is it, is it gonna be, is the bonding gonna come easy? I don't know. I don't have the milk this time. I don't know what's gonna happen. And there's always gonna be anxiety behind stuff like that. But I know once I look into this kid's little face, my kid's little face, I'm gonna fall absolutely in love with it. But you have to ask yourself that question. When you see a baby, do you wanna slap the shit out of it? Ask yourself and be honest. Chances are the answer lies there. Just, it's the best I can do. I don't know. You gotta talk to your girlfriend, you gotta talk it out, but you are not being selfish, you're being honest and there's a difference. There's a big difference. You have to be real. You have to be real with yourself and you have to be real with your lady friend, okay? Because in the end, that's what life's all about. You just gotta be real. You gotta be real, real, okay? Just gotta be real. And when it comes to adoption, Sarah's adopted Malcolm, right? And people tell her, all the time. Oh, he looks just like you. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And she's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it doesn't matter. What does it matter? Genetics don't matter. I went out with my friend's mom for lunch. Well, not just her and I, because that'd be weird. But all of us went, like my friends and her mom. And she's like, oh, it's too bad you guys ran out of Malcolm's donor. And yeah, I feel kind of shitty about it. But I also feel like what does genetics even really matter? I mean, I was so upset about it in the beginning, like in the beginning, like four years ago, but now I'm like, oh, sweet, I don't care. Does it matter? That baby is so fucking mine. I'm gonna like just smother it with my love until it can't stand me. Okay, all right. I thought I was gonna be able to publish this all at once, but I can't. I'm gonna sneak Rose in here, and then I'm gonna have to come back because I gotta go get my kid, and then I'm gonna have to rejig this whole thing. Why did you need to know that? You didn't. Androids or iPhone? Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself. Okay, I will get back to you next week. I'm gonna plunk Rose in here. And uh, her segment says, uh, 1994, toughest girl. Hold on one, just, just one quick second here. Toughest girl in town, 1994. Okay, and I'm supposed to tell you that she forgot to mention that the Stork Club is in Oakland, not Berkeley. Okay, so fuck off. Next question. Okay, Sandra D. Sanchez, Facebook, you can friend me. Why not friend me? Twitter, you can follow me, I don't do anything. Uh, change of address 69 at gmail.com if you would like to send in a segment. Uh, iTunes reviews, try. Just try. That's all I'm saying. Just try and figure it out, okay? Just try. You'll never beat the one I just got from Shipwrecked. So, whatever, that's your problem. Uh, the Tangent Lounge podcast, Electric Gary, I keep forgetting to mention them. Change it. Oh, listen to me, fucking retard. Uh, the Tangent Lounge.podbean.com. Check them out. They're funny. They're on our feed, but they're also on their feed, so show some support. Head over there, leave them an iTunes review, uh, follow them on Podbean, do whatever it is that you do. And also, hey, it's the next day. I went and got my kid and then he came home 
Oh, actually, we went to the park and he played with a little kid. It was great that he played with a little kid. Except one of the little kids, uh, she shall remain nameless, we'll call her the dumb asshole, uh, was playing on a seesaw with my kid. And then she fucking forgot how gravity works. So she just got off the seesaw and he shot into the air like a little rocket. And then landed on the ground and proceeded to cry. Because uh, he was basically physically assaulted by a little asshole. Like, I, I know she's only six, but you, you gotta know that once you get off that without any warning, the other person's gonna shoot into the air. Because, you know, that's how, <laughs> that's how it fucking works. Cunt. So I don't know how much time I'm gonna have, because uh, after the park, we came home, everything was fine. All of a sudden, he gets the chills, his stomach hurts, he looks deathly pale, and... Uh, I've got a date for wings. So I'm like, see ya, this isn't really my problem anymore. And uh, yeah, well, turns out uh, my kid doesn't like to barf. And I thought we were over that and we're not. So he just kind of puts his hand over his mouth and gags, which is terrifying because you don't know which way that puke is going to go. Right? It could go through his fingers, up into the air. It could go anywhere. So I just bailed. Okay? That's my Mother's Day present to myself. I just left like Sarah good luck and she's pregnant you know quite pregnant and uh, I'm a bad person but I drank two beers really fast and ate 18 chicken wings and I probably could have eaten more okay because I was like hmm and chicken wings are usually an unattractive food to eat in public but when you're kind of tipsy because you just pounded back a couple beers real fast look I'm ugh. yeah I don't know how anyone could ever eat again after sitting across from me after that but that's okay. Okay, so now I have more time. So I want to tell you about stuff before I get to Rose. Because Rose is going to close the show. Because she's uh, she's cooler than me and I'm a little bit fucking intimidated. Okay? She's lived a good life. Done interesting things. I had one listener tell me that she reminded... Rose reminded her of... Is it Lillian? Yeah, Lillian from uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Which is an excellent show. I do really like that show. And I love Lillian because she's a little bit crazy but a whole lot awesome. And... Uh, Rose was very flattered by the comparison. So stay tuned. I'm really glad she decided to do her own show on this feed, which I think I already said, but that was yesterday, so I can't remember. Uh, let's quickly talk about my Android experience, okay? Because I believe I, I mentioned that before I gave Brit advice that I didn't really understand on a topic I'm not really familiar with. So everything's pretty much remained the same as every other show. And I have to tell you, I know I mentioned the iTunes review yesterday or, you know, earlier in this show for you. But it's really fun for me because there's been like three or four people, all women. I'm, I can only assume all lesbians, but it, they've started listening to the show from the beginning. And it brings me such joy, you know, because I can kind of see, like I can't see, you know, you on your computer listening or, in, or on your iPod. But I can see like, you know, your IP address and which shows you're listening to. And it's fun to watch people listen from the first episode and they actually get to the modern episodes because sometimes people start at the beginning and they're like, you know what? N no, actually, I no. And I know I don't know how they get to that, come to that conclusion either. Like, I think I'm fucking perfect, obviously. So thanks. If you've just started listening, thanks. And I followed some chick back on Twitter. I think she's another Brit, but not the Brit, another and also lovely Brit. And she wrote me back, like, it was the best, like, she was so excited about it. I'm like, you know, I'm just a fat old mom loser sitting at her kitchen table talking to herself, right? Like, everyone's aware of that, right? Like, I'm just, okay. 
Okay, I'm, I'm degrading the show a little bit. I understand what you're saying. I get you. Okay, so let's talk about this Android. My iPhone has been had been dropped. I had an iPhone 5C, which is like the welfare version of the iPhone. Uh, you have to put in a pass lock, doesn't remember your thumbprint, nothing. So I've dropped it so many times, and I'm not going to lie, a couple times I just let it fall on purpose, hoping it would break because I can't afford a new phone because I think I'm a millionaire because I'm building my mom a deck, um, which is turning into an ordeal. But that's for another show. So finally, it does break because the screen's starting to come apart, and if I don't hold the screen back, like it's literally taped with masking tape right now, holding it in place so I can use it without the screen going black. Um, so I was like, you know what, enough of this. And I thought, I, th I phoned my uh, cell phone provider, and I was like, listen, man, my contract's up, and I'm going to walk away. I'm going to walk away right now unless you offer me something great. Because once they've got you, they've got you. Like I have my... Uh, cell phone bill, my cable bill, and my MTS, um, not MTS, my, I'm with MTS, um, cable, a oh, wireless, the wireless, the internet through them. So they're kind of like, yeah, whatever, man, you're not going anywhere, bitch. It's like, it's like that shitty relationship you're in, but you kind of live together and you just don't want to move. That's basically what my relationship is with my provider. And the first chick is like, yeah, the best I can do is give you a $60 credit. Cause I'm like, no, no. So then I phone back again and I asked for the loyalty department because my sister told me to do that because my sister's a shyster too. And uh, she's like, no, you call and you ask the, for the loyalty department. You don't just talk to the dumb bitch on the phone. I was like, okay. So I called and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, I can give you $75. And I said, you know, that's just not going to do. I said, that's just no. And he said, okay, I'll give you a hundred bucks, but I'm usually only allowed to do a max of 75. So I'll give you a hundred. And I was like, and what about the administration fee? Because fuck off cell phone companies are such a fucking scam so i buy this phone you basically turn it on for me and now i have to pay you 40 bucks for the privilege fuck that i've never paid that fee i always call in bitch even if you just get a credit on your account fuck that they shouldn't be allowed to charge you that i could do that at home i could turn it on and put the sim card in what do i need to pay you 40 fucking dollars for that suck a dick okay so now all of a sudden I've got my credits, I'm super excited, I'm amped up. I, w I go to the cell phone place and the Androids are on sale and I want the Android because of Showbox. And Showbox is, I don't know if it's illegal, it's a streaming service. There are movies on it that are still in the theater, which is very exciting. TV shows I don't have access to usually because Netflix in Canada sucks. And Netflix has figured out all these VPN blockers so I can't get American Netflix anymore either. So that's why I want it. I don't know if that's illegal or not. Call the police. I'm sure they're really concerned about a fat lesbian in Winnipeg screening from Showbox, okay? Or streaming, I should say. So we get down there. The phones are finally on sale. Zero dollars. And uh, I'm trying to do this interaction. And then I forget that Sarah is the primary on the account, which means only one person can activate accounts. One. And that person is not me. And the other person is not here. So you see, it's so great. It's so fun. Now, here's where customer service is a big deal, right? Okay, the first chick, I get there. Sarah is kind enough to come all the way down to the mall with me or for me, meet me there. Sign the contract. I get my phone. I bring it home, okay? Great. Customer service was great. Girl was great. She kind of had bug eyes, but I mean, look, I'm not a perfect physical specimen either, kind of. You're kidding. I know I'm perfect. Shut up. Just stop. No, just don't. Okay, go on. Okay, stop. No, okay, don't. And uh, I get the phone home. And I've, other than my shitty flip phone, I've only ever had an iPhone. 
And it's very intuitive. It's meant for smart people. And when my computer broke, the guy that was fixing my computer said, like, a PC is like a manual transmission in a car. You have to work a little harder for it, but it's cheaper. And he said a Mac is like an automatic transmission. It does everything for you. You don't have to do any work. It knows what you need. And it do, it's intuitive and it does it for you. So my iPhone is like, you know, my second, my third penis, my, my fourth or fifth penis. And it's... Uh, Nice. It was nice. So the Android, it's like, I didn't know, you have to download all these fucking weird apps that control different things on your phone. And do you know how I use my phone for the most part every day, all day? Siri. The dumb cunt Siri. That's how I use my phone all day. I, I keep it in my pocket because, you know, it's Winnipeg. It's minus 40. And if you fucking make this mistake of taking your phone out in minus 40, it will shut down pretty goddamn fast. Even if I keep it in my front pocket. Oh, my kid just woke up. Even if I keep it in my front pocket and uh walk around outside if it's like minus two it'll freeze i have to keep it in my breast pocket to keep it warm enough so i get the android phone home and i start clicking and there's no dumb cunt on the on the phone it's like it'll the only thing it lets you do i'm like clicking i'm like yeah check messages because like i think i'm super cool and it's like it gives you the option to call somebody because on a fucking android i found out after hours and hours of googling you have to turn the screen on and like turn on the pat like put in your passcode and turn the screen on to get any of the hands-free stuff to work well how the fuck is that hands-free exactly you have to take the phone out turn the screen on enter your passcode and then you can do shit really that's fucking useless and i love the dumb cunt siri and don't get me wrong six times out of ten she's wrong the okay google feature on the android was completely and totally accurate siri is a dumb cunt or I'm a mumbler. I'm not sure. But the only other woman in my life that can evoke such rage in such a short amount of time is my mom. And next to her, Siri. Boom. I end up like grinding my teeth and like, would you, would you like to send it? No, I'd like to edit it, you dumb cunt Siri. Because I don't even know what the fuck that says. Because you are a dumb cunt. Okay, I gotta go my kids here. Okay, anyway, yada, yada, yada. I had to return the phone. Okay, because it's just, I couldn't take it. Like, I need my phone to be hands-free. And, like, why Android doesn't have that fucking feature, I don't understand. Like, how can you even call yourself hands-free if you've got to use your hand to free your phone from your fucking pants every time when you're driving? That's not safe. It's pretty stupid. You can't write a text unless you turn the screen on. Like, oh, that's a great fucking stupid feature. So I go to return the phone, okay, the first time. Okay, I get there. And... You know, it's Sunday morning, it's about 10.30, and there's that kind of attractive blonde girl that you can tell has been out all night because her makeup looks like it's from yesterday. She's got the spray tan, she's got the kind of high, messy ponytail, and she's got this face. So, I she looks at me. She looks at me up and down on my way there, okay? And I'm wearing my mom jeans that are slightly too big now. I've got a big, uh, gross, I think there's like stains on my uh, hoodie. So I go up there and she just looks at me like revolted and it's not, she's not hiding it on her face. And I'm okay with that. Like, I know I'm old. You're 21 and I bet you 12 hours ago you were dancing in a bar in really high lucite heels. And then about three hours ago you were scraping cum off your thighs. That's who she is. And that's okay. But she's attractive. So she's a judgmental cunt and she thinks she's an airhead. And she's like, look, I try to return the phone. I tell her the problem. Like, is there any, like, is there any fix? And she's like, I don't know. And she looks at the guy next to her, do you know? And he's like, uh, no. She's like, I'm not even sure. And I was like, well, 
does anyone know if you can get a hands-free feature on this? She's like, did you install OK Google? And I said, yeah. She's like, well, that should work. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I've, I've been dealing with this for a few hours. I just don't, I don't know what to do with it. And if it doesn't have the hands-free feature, I don't want this phone. I can't use it. Oh, okay, let me look. And then she's like, taps on the computer. She's like, yeah, no, I, I don't think it does that. Okay, all right. Can I return this? Yeah, but there's like a restocking fee though, you know? Okay, uh... Well, I don't, I don't remember being told that. Yeah, no, there's a restocking fee. You have to pay that. O okay. Uh, you can, like, talk to my manager if you want, but you're going to have to pay it. Okay. All right, you stupid bitch. And she's just got this, this tone, you know, like I'm a fucking useless asshole. And I am. I'm a mom, and I'm useless, and I'm an asshole. Okay. I've got to put my mom cape on. My kid's awake now. He just barfed in his bed. And uh, there's no time for fun or you guys. So I'm going to put in Rose and uh, she'll do some entertaining. Okay? So that's it. Bye. Don't call me. We'll call you. Rose, and I'm going to read something to you from August 6, 1994. Yeah, that's right. We're going to do, do a little time travel here. Because um, I've been keeping notebooks for over 30 years. And that's right, notebooks, not journals. Not diaries, cha-cha-cha, notebooks. Um, and, and during this huge time of ongoing upheaval and transition, which is no different than any other time in my life, this is just, this is just the time that I get to devote to it full time. I've decided that I'm going to you know, go, go through my history and do a little psycho-archaeological digging and uh, not see where everything went wrong because everything went wrong before I could even before I even knew how to walk. So let's just let's just get that right off the table right there. But um, yeah, I just kind of it's it's useful. It's useful to uh, fuck it. You know, we all know our own histories and yet we still repeat them. So I'm not really sure why rereading my notebooks is going to help me with that. Um, but weirdly, it has been helping. And part of what I've been doing is, of course, I've created a separate notebook, a summary notebook. I sound so gross with all my S's there. Um, but yeah, I've done a, I have a little separate notebook. It's goddamn snakes. Um, where, you know, at the top of the page, it's like, here's the notebook from May 1991 to August 1992. Here are the highlights or lowlights, as, as the case may be. Uh, and then the next notebook that I've read, uh, August 1992 to August 1993. Uh, and then the one that I'm going to read from today is from August 1993 to February 95. And I got to say, of the three notebooks that I've read so far, this one was the most action-packed. Um, not that the other ones weren't, but this one, whoo, doggy, there's, there's nothing like just leaving the East Coast and leaving everything behind and, and not really burning bridges, kind of wanting to burn bridges, but the more you burn them, the more people are attracted to those hot, hot flames. Um, and, and I'd like to think that that, or say that that was like an isolated period of chaos and upheaval, but it's, it's not snow siree doggy. Mm-mm-mm, nope, it's just another day that ends in Y in the life of old Rose. Um, so it's, whew. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting here looking at the, at my little summary notes from it. And I'll just, I'll just mention one thing that, that jumps out at me. Uh, way back in December 1993, 
when I had Christmas with, uh, with, I guess you would call them my family, my, my mother, my brother, and his wife. Um, I noticed how much my brother was drinking and was concerned back in 1993 that he might be an alcoholic. And I remember raising the conversation with my mom. And of course, I was a horrible, horrible person to think that because my brother is perfect and I'm the black sheep. Um, Look, listen to this pause. That pause is, I was right, because, oh, in 20, 2012, my brother, 2011, 2012, my brother uh, uh, had to go and, and get sober because he'd been, he'd been drinking the entire time. So it's, it's, that's what going through the notebooks is kind of, kind of interesting because it's like, oh, see, I, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Institutionalized. God damn it. I fucking hate suicidal tendencies, and yet that song is so perfect because of being institutionalized. Not that I have been. My mother was. I, I, I have avoided that. Intensive care, overdose, fine, but never institutionalized. But also, I love Pepsi. And yes, I've attempted suicide a few times, but I hate the band Suicidal Tendencies, but that song is such a great reference point, and yet I digress. So I'm gonna say one more thing about the, uh, this particular notebook that I'm reading from. Um, I had about half a dozen of the exact same notebook. They're, they're weird shaped, they're kind of like six by eight shaped. Um, and I got them all at one time at one of the Smithsonian gift shops. Um, cause I, when something works, I want as many of it identical as possible. Like it just, you don't have to think as much. It's all there. It all works the same every single time. Um, and honestly, I wish I'd bought 150 of them and they're, they're just like a nice, perfect hardcover with like a, the, the main, the front and back is mainly black, but the corners are red, like just so utilitarian and perfect and basic except this one, which I covered in fabric of uh, blue fabric with gold, uh, gold suns and stars on it, um, like a little hippie would do living in Berkeley in the 90s uh, because her, one of her boyfriends, that's right, one of her boyfriends gave this fabric to her for her birthday, and apparently she thought that she should show that she appreciated it and I'm like handling this notebook like in disbelief, like I did this, like I did this, I, di I glued this on here. <sighs> Granted, I do have a big sun tattoo on, tattoo on my arm, tattoo, tattoo, tattoo. Um, you know, I haven't even had co coffee. All of this spazziness is because I'm nervous reading about something from 1994 and because I've had ginger ale. But I, I didn't just want to mention that ugly cover um, to out myself for, oh, there's, look, there's moons on it too. Of course, oh, lucky charms. No, it's just suns and moons and stars. No, no, no clovers. Um, it's so very pure one import, you know, sadness. <sighs> anyway, uh, one of the reasons why I'm mentioning that is because, um, like I said, my boyfriend, one of my, one of my boyfriends, Bill, gave that to me for my birthday, and that would be my, my birthday here in August of, of 1994. Um, you know, I'd have to like check the, the summary here, my little summary notebook to see just how far flung my vagina was being at the time. There was some stuff going on. <laughs>
there was some stuff going on with my vagina. Um, so here we go. <laughs> um, nothing happens with my vagina in this in this segment. Though you're going to be disappointed. Okay, fuck it. Enough stalling. I'm just gonna gonna jump in, and who cares? None of this will make sense. It's just going to be humiliating. Hooray! August 6, 1994. According to the sign at the tea spot, this is that's the coffee shop I always went to. It later became uh, Anne Kong's world famous bleach bottled pig farm restaurant, which is the one that I was assaulted in the robbery at 7.30 in the morning on Valentine's Day. See, it all comes together. But it used to be the tea spot, not the wet spot, the tea spot. Um, according to the sign of the tea spot, it's Andy Warhol's and Lucille Ball's birthday. Odd combo. Fuck. But this morning, I want to try and sketch my own birthday celebrating. What? Okay. On August 2nd p.m. Oh, that means, okay. August 2nd at night, Dave and Tina came over and played magic, and we just hung out and had a casual, cool time. Okay, side note here. Yes, I, I played Magic the Gathering. Can we all stop here for a moment? Let that soak in. There was a time when I played Magic the Gathering. Why? Because fucking nerd boys love me. Fuck. Anyway, back to the journal. I said journal. Back to the notebook. Uh, real cool, casual cool time. Wednesday I went to work. Steve took me out to lunch at the awesome bar cafeteria style joint called the Golden Bowl. A big heaping plate of beef stew and mashed potatoes. Look how excited I am. I'm so, I'm so easily pleased by beef stew and mashed potatoes. Steve, by the way, was my boss at the bookstore whose um, boyfriend went missing, um, which was terrifying because uh, uh, dementia had set in from AIDS. Um, Steve, my boss, was also HIV positive but did not have full-blown AIDS. His boyfriend was found at the side of the road in a car in a ditch um, alive, but the, it was like a, a month of looking for him. Um, he died about two months later. There you go. Sidebar. Look, sidebar from the sidebar. So Steve took me out for beef stew and mashed potatoes. Um, back to my back to the notebook. When I returned to work, there was a big bouquet of flowers, including my favorite, a sunflower, waiting for me. Alicia, a paralegal customer who has tattoos, used to work at the left bank in Seattle, and as a real power vixen, had brought them for me. She and I discussed how cool it was entering our 30s, and how one time we never thought we'd make it. This we'd make it this far, so she truly wanted to celebrate my birthday of survival. Oh my God, how pathetic is that? Eh, nice, I guess. Pathetic and nice go hand in hand. Okay, back to the back to the notebook. John came by to wish me happy birthday, but I was at lunch, so I went to visit him at work, and he told me to come by when I got off, and we'd go celebrate. Okay, sidebar to John. John was a friend of mine who worked at the pizza joint in the same complex where the bookstore was that I worked in. Um, we were friends while I was dating Bill. At the same time, there was Randy back in Richmond who was pining for me because I had left him behind in Richmond and moved to Berkeley. Um, Randy would come out to visit me about two weeks after this 
this little this little entry and he would eventually move into my apartment in Berkeley. So I have, oh, and I've got, there's another guy pining for me back in Richmond who I had a fling with my last two weeks before I moved to Berkeley. So we've got two, two guys, I guess you could say, on a string in Richmond. The guy, Bill, that I'm actually dating, this guy, John, that I can tell is interested in me. And I think that's enough to deal with so far. So back to the notebook. Okay, so let's see. So John, yeah, so John told me to come by when I got off work and we'd go celebrate. We walked over to what I discovered was a truly awesome bar, the Stork Club. Matt from Little Mai, which was a, a local band, was bartending as he does every Wednesday night. John knew a bunch of the regulars there, plus the owners, Mickey and Wes, and told everyone it was my birthday. That was my 31st birthday, by the way. So Mickey bought my first bought me my first daiquiri. What a girl. Um, she's a mid-50s, hagged-out-looking chick with bangs and long blonde hair. Very righteous, will not take shit from anybody, and has a big heart. Doesn't drink at all. Her old man, Wes, god damn, I love this. Her old man, Wes, hangs at the bar, drinks, rolls dice, makes bad jokes. A regular Joe, as they used to say, oh, God damn me, I'm fucking human garbage, regular Joe, as they used to say. How drunk was I when I wrote this? Yeah, I drank back then. What an asshole. Okay, back to the notebook. They have a pal, Bobby, who is an obvious alcoholic, judgmental much, and, and maybe mildly retarded. <laughs> God damn, I'm a cunt. Maybe mildly retarded, or maybe too many blows to the head doing time in San Quentin? Yes, San Quentin. But they have him hanging out sort of like a pet, giving him errands to run. But you also know he's there in case anyone starts trouble. Ooh, trouble. <laughs> God damn. The bar also has two pool tables, a stage, fake wood panel walls. Do you like this? In case, in case this is going to be featured in Architectural Digest, let me describe. Two pool tables, not just one, two. Um, anyway, fake wood panel walls covered with photos, photos of country music stars, tiny blinking Christmas lights and Christmas tinsel hangs fringed around the doorway. Wednesday and Thursday, they have an open stage. Like seriously, am I, running, am I writing an ad for this place? Um, and some guy in a cowboy hat, mustache and black leather vest sang Kenny Rogers, The Gambler and various other hits while his main devotee, <laughs> Kimmy, a mildly retarded, curly-haired blonde in a wheelchair sang along and rolled around on the dance floor. Oh my God, I just started coughing so much, I'm sorry. Oh my God, oh my God. Oh, Kimmy, a mildly retarded, curly-haired blonde in a wheelchair. Oh, I love you, Kimmy. Anyway, she was absolutely beaming. Oh. Get my breath there. Okay, sorry about that. Back to the notebook. And Bobby hang uh, and Bobby hung out by the stage feeling important on tambourine. I don't know what all the fuck that is about. But there you go. You can replay it. I can't even reread it. Um, I asked Matt, 
if he'd get up and do some songs for my birthday, and he told me to ask Mickey if she'd let him leave the bar. She said, hell yes! <laughs> so Matt did a mini set, and apparently most of the regulars had no idea he was a musician, and we were quite impressed, even if they didn't understand his choice of covers. One of the, the songs he sang, God damn it, I have to clear my throat again. Sorry, okay, one of the songs he sang is the one about Don't go out in the woods today You know, the bears have a picnic, whatever That was that was one of the songs he sang Which was super, super awesome um, Okay, back to the notebook, where am I? Oh, also hanging out at the bar with me and John Was some guy, Brian A gangbanger <laughs> Complete with tats and colors Huh <sighs> A gangbanger, complete with tats and colors. He was rolling dice, and Wes had me roll a couple of rounds for him. That's right. I'm fucking rolling dice with the gangbanger on my birthday in the motherfucking stork club after one of my friends who's in a band, who's a bartender, and nobody knows he's in a band, gets up and sings songs for me for my birthday. Welcome to my fucking life. Okay, back to my notebook. Where am I? Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Oh, so I have to roll a couple of rounds for him. West won, lost one. Oh, well, no hard feelings. That's good. Um, he was asking about my tattoos, was impressed that I was into art and lit and a bit dumbfounded. We talked about unions and prison life because, of course, can, that's, can we back up here? I'm enjoying daiquiris at the Stork Club with somebody who is not my boyfriend. And uh, and there's 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 some oddly retarded people. There's some wheelchair dancing. Uh, there's some gangbangers. Uh, we're talking about unions and prison life. Okay, back to the back to the notebook. He served time in Pelican. <laughs> huh. He served time in Pelican Bay, where the inmates don't have their cells to shower. Hang on. Oh, where the inmates don't leave their cells their cells to shower. Uh, shower units are brought to the cell. That's crazy. <clears throat> Sorry. He kept shaking my hand and grinning whenever I said anything, and he, and he kept saying, right on, right on. You know, now I think about it, that's kind of gross. Like, I don't want to think where his hand was. Like, right after I talk about wheeling in shower stalls, then I talk about how often he's shaking my hand. I'm skeeved out now, 35... I don't want to do the math of all the years later. Um, okay, so he kept asking what nationality I was. Oh, hang on a second. I think in, in prison he was part of an Aryan gang. Okay, I wrote that in a notebook. Uh, he used total gang speak. I kept telling him that all the violence he dealt out would come back harder. And he did talk about leaving the gang life, but it was obvious that he felt anyone who wasn't part of a gang or a union was weak, open, vulnerable to attack and exploitation. I really don't understand that join or die mentality. <laughs> oh, oh, so cute. Oh, 
Oh, so cute. Back to the notebook. Uh, but I guess those types of groups provide a family and community spirit they haven't found elsewhere. They get so sucked into believing that's the only place they can get that kind of acceptance, kind of like religious cults of the 1970s, preying upon the disenfranchised. Only this time there's guns. No God, no spiritual facade. Anyways, I tried explaining that to him while John was busy talking to Jim. <laughs> Jim's a 47-year-old who looks 37 from MIT. He's now a major alcoholic, too. Holy fuck. <sighs> okay. We talked about generational differences, bluegrass, art, and literature. Brian at one point asked me what I thought art was. What made something art? I'm not even going to read this next part because it's just more of my usual bullshit. Okay, back to the notebook. Uh, 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 uh. No, I will read it. Okay, let me back up here. So Brian at one point asked me what I thought art was. What made something art? I explained for me, art was anything visually, audio, audibly, or experientially touched my soul and revealed something deeper about myself or humanity. Then I pointed to Kimmy, the mildly retarded woman dancing in the wheelchair, gazing and singing in her wheelchair and said, therefore she is art. Jim got on me about this whole thing of why at one time was I so self-destructive and had such a death wish. Oh, okay, that's fun. Uh, again, this is my birthday. Um, we talked about feeling, a, oh my God, this is awful. Fuck, okay, I'll keep going. We talked about feeling abandoned by my dad's death as he felt so by his schizophrenic brother's suicide. Uh, of course, and said the only way to come to grips with it would be by going to his grave, which I had intended to do my last visit back east. It was a very heavy but good talk. Then I heard him talking to John about me, and at one time they started laughing, and I said I wasn't sure I liked being the butt end of a joke. And John explained I was instead on the receiving end of love. Yeah. Jim was telling him I wasn't supposed to hear how he should dump Sonny. Oh, John was going out with this this on and off again girlfriend, Sonny. That's why it was like we'd hang out together. We're like, it doesn't mean anything that we're hanging out together because I've got a boyfriend named Bill and you've got a girlfriend named Sonny. Um, anyway, back to the notebook. Uh, apparently, Jim was telling John that he should dump Sonny and take me on and how he'd talk to me and could tell that I had a good heart and that I'd be good for John and that I was the kind of woman John really needed and deserved. Poor John. John explained that while that while it was all true, he agreed. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time reading my handwriting. John explained that while that was all true, he agreed it wasn't what fate had in mind. I was promised and in love with the guy from Virginia. He said, here's a girl that California guys are dying to have. What am I doing? I'm importing some old news from Virginia. After Matt did his set for me, John and I went to see Scott. Oh, who's this other guy? Daryl Andrews. Scott, the babe of Monoshock. We hung out all for an hour or so, very entertaining. John drove me home exhausted and drunk. That's smart. Uh, I offered to let him crash over. He said that wasn't a good idea, that he wouldn't be like Dave sleeping with me, that he felt differently, too strongly, but was very cheered that I'd had such a great birthday because that's what he wanted to do for me. Well, I'm burnt. 
I'm burnt to writing about that adventure. I'll catch up more later. Oh, so what my, what John meant about he couldn't be like Dave sleeping with me is I had another friend, Dave, who really was a friend, no attraction, just like a friend. Um, he would crash over at my place and we'd both sleep in the same futon because that's comfortable. But John, apparently, after seeing my sexiness of rolling dice with the Aryan gangbanger, uh, realized that he would not be able to share the same futon with me and keep his filthy, filthy paws off of me. Um, so there you go. That's, that's August 6, 1994. That's a couple of hours of August 6, 1994. Um, if you ever, I'm tired a lot. I think, I, I think we might see why. Um, I, at side, side note, separate from all this, just because I forget, like I tell Sanchez stuff that I don't always include in segments, and I'm going to get confused with the overlap. But um, I think I've already mentioned in the segment, Tiny, the, the midget on my bus. Well, this weekend, I was at Trader Joe's. There's a, another midget lady working there. So apparently, I have a magnetic pull towards midgets. I'm not sure why I'm mentioning that, except just... What the fuck is my life? Like, seriously, what the fuck is my life? Um, so there you go. I am going to re-listen to this and see if I should actually send it or not. Bye.